Hello everyone and welcome to Inside the Arena podcast brought to you by Piers Arena. On Inside the Arena podcast, we talk about mental health, well-being and every other issues and challenges we all face in our day-to-day lives. And on each episode, we'll be having a guest on to talk about their own experience with these issues and most importantly, how they are able to navigate and overcome life struggles and challenges. I am your host, Tony, and thank you very much for listening. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another amazing episode of the Inside the Arena podcast. And today I'm so excited because uh, we have an amazing guest. And um, this is a conversation I've been truly looking forward to. Um, without wasting so much of our time, I'd like him to introduce himself so we can get familiar with him today. So, all right. Hello, everyone. So, my name is Daria Asobele. Um, I'm a lawyer. Uh, founder of Executives of Initiative and Assad. So Assad means anti-suicide and depression squad. Um, I'm also a project manager. Uh, happy to be here. And humanitarian, mental health advocate, basically. So yeah. yeah. Well, like I said, this is a conversation I've been looking forward to. And um, I'm very glad we're finally doing it. Um, how are you doing today? Yes. Anyways, how are you doing? Um, I'm good. Good. Really happy over the weekend. Liverpool beats uh, Manchester United 7 <laughs> man that was that was something because like my whole timeline on my whatsapp the whole whatsapp when uh, what the my fans were just you know then like, other, yeah. other people were just like oh yeah like you're a liverpool fan right oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, so i guess you were celebrated yes i was celebrated i was what about the what about when people were doing the eye neck thing when they were when they were change, changing the results. I, I don't know I don't know if you watched the, the interview between Jamie Kaiwa and uh, one of uh, what's it called? One of um um what's his name again? One of uh, Manchester United's um former keeper, you know, where you kept saying seven, seven. Okay, 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 so, yeah. Okay. Well well that's so, that... I mean they were just it's all banter, right? It's just, just something that they are going through. We just needed to show them that can't be feeling that you're on top. Like, just yeah. chop. See? <laughs> <laughs> don't let, don't let this focus on where I is, right? But, yes. Yeah, yeah, it's it's all good. But anyways, um, asking how you're doing also relates to like um the election. There was a lot of like um anxiety. Yeah. Even for me, myself, you know, my sisters got attacked at the polling units where they went to vote in Lagos. Wow. Yeah, yeah. Wow. Really, really sorry about it. Yeah, it was, it was pretty, pretty traumatic. Like, it was, it was something. I had, like, it was something. Bob, how, how, how did you manage the whole situation and, like, how was it for you? Um, it wasn't that, it wasn't that crazy for me, to, um, to be honest. Just did it in and left our just things. Yeah, basically, yeah. I think it was just more of the results. Um, you know, some some of us had expectations that this would yeah. happen, yeah. but it is what it is. We uh, moved the elections; was to happen. Um, so hopefully, it, they don't they don't move it again. Yeah, you're talking about the governorship election, right? The one that was supposed to happen like yeah. uh, this weekend. Yeah, it's all good. Tomorrow, yeah. Well, let's see. Let's see what happens, anyways. Um. Anyways, um, I'm really excited that we're here. Like you said, let's 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 get down to it. Um, um, I saw so I recently saw a post where you put up and you were celebrating the tenth year of you being in the humanitarian space and your platforms yeah. and your initiatives. So how how was that for you? I want you to take us through that. So how was how was the whole thing for you? Man, it's it's not it's not been easy, right? And um, I'm sure maybe God wanted us to do this now um to be honest I, I would say i sort of stumbled on it right because um for me 2013 i was just a student so on level what did i really know um you know there was this strike and i just wanted to do something and i was just curious as to you know what an orphanage would look like i'd never been to one before you know when there went to about three orphanages we played with the kids gave them items they were crying while we were living 
And you know, there was this particular alpha Nigeria I saw triplets, and it just dawned on me like, but me, I don't say I can be stubborn with my parents, my So I was saying, imagine what would life be like if my mom had just dumped me square. Um, you know, hearing stories that some of these kids were dumped at the dustbin. You know, there was just this inner cry. And to be honest, I wouldn't say my relationship with God or my awareness of my relationship with God was strong. But just crying like, God, I hope I get to this space where I can do something every day. Um, you know, so with, that was 2013. You know, I wanted to have a team. 2014, it was difficult to fight, to argue, conflict. And I almost did not do something in 2014. Maybe a week or two weeks to go. There was just this push in my spirit, like, you know, let's do some, let's do something. And so from 2013, 2014, 2015, 2016, 2017, it was something we did once a year. You get, so, you know, being able to do that once a year, there was now a shift. And 2018, we were able to get the team, we finally registered, and they were just piloted like that. But the trick now is, that was for Executives Open Initiative. Um, and then I had to, I started another one, like a subgroup called Assad, which was um, having to do with mental health. And, you know, so personally, I struggled with my mental health in 2017. I was suicidal and depressed. And I was able to come out of it. And so I just said, you know what, I want to help people. And, you know, started the group. And the next thing, it just blew up like that. And just been consistently learning. And so um, the last 10 years, we've made mistakes. Never applied for a foreign grant. God has always provided. I can't tell you how money comes. So I can't, you know, it doesn't make sense most times, right? You know, God has provided. All, all for me, it's just been about the push. How can we make this work? How can we create that enabling environment to allow people feel comfortable talking about their mental health, get the necessary help with professionals? How do we connect them with professionals? How do we create systems and structures that can allow people, you know, feel safe um, in whatever given environment? Whatever their mental health is, I just create platforms to help people. Uh, Biofresenters Open Initiative has just been super amazing. I had to come up with innovative systems. We work on WhatsApp. People can choose their time, you know, and all of those things basically. So it's been full of ups and downs. But you know, when you when you when you look back, right? Because for me, I wasn't going to celebrate it. You know, I was complaining to a friend, and she was like, "Wow, Diary, it means for ten years you showed up consistently." Despite the fact that people don't show up, people will cancel, people will disappoint you, definitely still showed up for 10 years. You know what that is? Like nobody. So that sort of gave me the confidence to just encourage people, right? So for me, it's not like I have all the resources. You know, people see some of these, they're like, they just assume that, oh, these guys have more than that. <laughs> <laughs> just have our policy. That inner push of just using my fabulous of bread and two fishes. Like, how can I make this work with what I have, regardless of what it is, and, you know, just help people. So that's just how it's been. It's been amazing seeing how people have been able to help along the line. And, um, you know, just something powerful when people pray for you, when you help them. And, like, it just touches you, encourages you, right? It's not something, you know, I don't know. I don't know how to quantify. Just listening to the prayers, people appreciating you or you doing something for them. It just overwhelms you, basically. I think that's just the feeling. So, Yeah. Yeah, I can almost imagine. Did you stop to realize that it was like, did you know it was actually getting to the 10 year anniversary? Were you keeping track of that? Um, so, so I, I wasn't right. You just, just realized that, oh, it's, it's been 10 years, right? Because, wow. um, I didn't, I, I wasn't keeping track. Just, I just realized like entering this year that, oh, it's been 10 years. I was just talking about it like, because I won't lie, there's been feeling of doubts. Are you doing the right thing? You know, you're studying law, practicing, you're doing this. You know, can't be a billionaire yet. I don't know any billionaire, like, public you money. You know, I was obviously trying to push. I'm still having to deal with work, family. We're trying to push. It's been super crazy, right? So just don't like, oh, it's been, it's been 10 years of doing this. So, yeah. Yeah, and I I knew you talked about not wanting to like acknowledge it or like celebrate it, but um, allow me to say congratulations once more. I think it's a thing of Thank um, um, it's it's a thing of great accomplishments because um, yeah. it's total selflessness. This is not something you're doing for um the cameras or something you're doing for likes or something you're doing um for anything. It's just out of the kindness of your heart. And that's just, it, it, it'll be one thing if you're just doing it alone. But bringing people along for that journey, right? Bringing people together. 
um, to actually um, work together to accomplish what you sat down in your house or whatever time and you got that inspiration and that push that you wanted to put out something positive into the world. Having people buy into that and working towards that same goal is truly, truly remarkable. Um, I manage a small team of my, of my own. I can almost imagine what it's like because I, sometimes I see you guys have a crazy number of volunteers and you, these people, you have to organize them in order to do the right thing. And truly, truly, it's it's been amazing to watch. Um, I came across you pretty late um, that I found your, your, your profile and I found all your great works you've been doing online. But... Um, I was truly, truly amazed and looking at seeing the fact that, oh, we're almost at the same age range and like this is somebody who's truly like putting it out, all out there. So congratulations once more and I encourage you to keep going because um, you're doing a lot of positive and a lot of good out here and I pray for the strength for you to continue to to move on and to push on. Yeah, yeah thank you so much. This This really means a lot to me. Thank you. Yeah, no, you're, you're welcome. You're welcome. Truly, now nah, we should be thanking you. So, um, Assad, right, anti-suicide and depression squad. Um, can you talk about um that particular um um initiative and how it came about, especially the name, right? Because yeah, it's so, it's, uh, it's a very striking name. Like it just right there. Like how did that come about? Um, so to be honest, I just think is I will see God a lot of times. I know that people might be like, nah. So for me, like. I'm going through stuff that I know that God is real. Like God is real. Um, my faith is a big deal for me. I'm not going to deny that. Um, so it was, you know, late December 2017. Um, you know, I was just chilling at a friend's place. And, um, you know, later that, that week, I lost to, what happened was the first week in December, I lost my aunt. And then maybe two weeks after, I lost my uncle. And um, it was it was messing with me, and I was so angry, you know, because I had seen him a week before, prayed with him, and and getting information that you know maybe he went to drinks, was depressed, or something like that. So I just felt like you know what, it's time to do this because I won't like early that year there was a move to like start something. And so I was just see my friend, oh, I want to start a group called Suicide Squad. That was the name. And I, ah, is there any movie like that? I don't want any issue, legal issues. Okay. Anti-suicide and depression was come by. Oh, what? Do a logo. He did a logo the next day, did that. I created a WhatsApp group called Assad and Susan. Before you knew it, less than six hours, the group was sealed up. Like, filled up in less than six hours. And, you know, so we had the first group, the forum. I just added you recently to the, to the third one. So we have four of these forums. Yeah. And the first one, just like, like everyone introduced them. So I mean, the name says anti-suicide and depression squad. So the idea was, oh, a team of people that can help people. Well, everybody introduced themselves, and then everybody's introduced themselves. I'm talking about how they are depressed. They are going through stuff. Just that, you know what? Before we start helping people, let's help people inside the group first. All right. So we started with the whole conversation, which is one of them still doing now, so that we can empower people with information. You know, like I said, I'm a lawyer. Didn't really know much about mental health. I knew more of the spiritual dimension. Like, you know, the only way to speak to me, when I talk to people, I knew stuff about them, support of knowledge. They didn't need to tell me. I knew that I was going to freak some people out. Me, I was saying stuff like thinking, like using jazz and all of those things. Uh, so I was able to get a scholarship, right? And I was able to learn more. Someone invested in me. Um, Dr. Saz, seven days, learned about behavioral change. I connected with a few therapists and, you know, we had physical support group sessions and that's how everything started. So right now, um, Asaz has about four of these forums and you have about 1,000 people on these forums. Um, every day we're having conversations about mental health. We have a couple of mental health events, um, different people are on the forum. We have access to mental health professionals, local and foreign, about 12 of them. Uh, we have physical support groups every last Saturday of the month, but now it's third Saturday of the month. So everyone signs a non-disclosure agreement if you attend. And we have the free mental training that happens every second Sunday of the month. There's one happening this Sunday. Um, if you want any certificate, it costs 2K. Um, and then we also have a sad store where we go to rural communities to talk about mental health. Not everybody has Zoom or have platforms. They're not online. So there are millions of people not online. Um, and, so, and then we also have our handbound mental health event. 
you know, all of this comes from research and study that every 40 seconds, what takes a life. And so each year you have 800,000 people committing suicide. In Nigeria, we're over 200 million. And we don't have up to 1,000 registered mental health professionals. And so what that means is that even if we had 1,000 registered mental health professionals, there's one person that's starting to about 200,000 people, which is impossible. There's already pressure. Do you get And the environment to find ourselves in in Nigeria does not really support or allow for this conversation to trend. Stigmatization, you don't have enough platforms, there's no support. You just talk about finances to do most of these things, cost money. Uh, people don't see the need of why they should pay for therapy. People want free therapy, not everyone. So, there, there are so many challenges, and so it's easy to give up, right? And so, um, what's the other side? It's about creating a system that works. So, whenever there's that awareness in terms of the government, people that are ready, there's already a working system that people can copy. Um, basically. So that's just the inspiration for us. I just creating that enabling environment to help people um, as well. So we have also have mental health first aiders. Um, they are not professionals, but they are mental health first aiders that have been trained to listen to people to help people um, as well. Also, we partner with other mental health organizations um, as well. So yeah. Yeah, that's that's amazing work. That's It's, it's so, it's so um, refreshing to hear um, that so much work is being put under the under the hood for this thing that everybody sees, right? But there's so much that has gone into it. And I must say once more, like I truly, truly commend the work you're doing. Um, like, one of one of the things that really struck me when you were just talking right now was um, opening up a group for um, your platform and anti-suicide and depression squad. And you're asking people to to like introduce themselves, and people start talking about what they are going through. Actually, it's yeah. it's it's shocking. You know, one of the people that have fundamentally kind of changed the way I think and the way I see things is Jordan Peterson. is a Canadian clinical psychologist, a public intellectual. Yeah, he talks about one of the most painful thing he has come to realize is the fact that um, a lot of people lack words of encouragement a lot of people actually go through this life without truly expressing themselves or finding spaces where they can truly um you know they can they can be seen be encouraged just a simple um i know you're going through something right now and i just want to say you're doing just fine just keep pushing and i'm there for you um, trust me, people have gone through this entire year without hearing that. A lot of people. And it's very painful, especially our generations, right? We, we, we came into this world in the time of social media and the internet and all of these things were just going on at, at, the, at, like, at, at the time. And it's almost like we can't even find a spot to stop and just, you know, catch ourselves truly understand why we are doing what we are doing because society is pushing you towards this or oh, you're supposed to go to school after school you're supposed to get a job then you're supposed to get a wife then you're supposed to then look at this then you like there's no break at all so have it like that that's when you that's why you see phenomena like that's when you put people in a group and they feel they are safe and it's a safe space and people just start sometimes it's overwhelming the amount of things people would just come out to you and say even if your friends you can be friends with somebody for a very, very long time and not truly understand them or see what they are going through. And you'll be shocked. You'll be truly shocked when they just open up to you. You'll be like, you were going through all of this and you've been keeping it to yourself. So I truly, truly want to commend you for the space that you and, and what you're doing and providing safe spaces for people to actually, um, you know, get to um, decompress and then move forward again. It's, it's truly, truly important. And you also talked about the fact that you guys also engage in community works, like going into communities and, um, you know, reaching out to people. And that's one of the, one of the most fascinating thing I actually found out when I was like, um, you know, looking into the work that you do. Um, and I think you also talked about it, that, um, it's okay if we do online awareness, but the majority of us and the majority of people who actually need this help, they're not online. Like you rightly talked about, there are about 200 million Nigerians. So I want you to talk about that, um, that, it, that how conscious that, that thing is for you to actually f not just focus on online, but like the hybrid of the two of them. Yeah, so I mean, so the goal is called Asad Store. Um, the goal is to go to rural communities, talk about mental health, to go to secondary schools, universities, as well as religious institutions, such as church and mosque, and talk about mental health. 
And, you know, the reason why, just like I said, is you still have millions of people that are not online. They don't even know what WhatsApp is. They don't know all of these things or they don't have access to these uh, devices. And they're going through stuff. So we started this initiative in 2019. And what we've observed are, you, know, you have secondary school students being molested by family members, um, you know, being compared uh, with their siblings. They are struggling. There are no platforms. They can't even talk to their teachers because teachers cannot even speak to them. Some of their teachers are even perpetrators. And then you have uh, communities that we've gone to where they talk about being raped, you know, being molested. Some of them even have uh, diseases, HIV. You know, so we always like to go uh, with medical um, supplies to the communities. Even to be honest, most times they're not even interested in our talk. They are more interested in the medical aspect, right? Well, you know, there's a, there's a movement we do with the Assad listeners where they engage each community member get the details so we also keep records you know when we go out there um of these people uh, and why religious institutions right you know last year's don't really move me right because you know after we're done talking you know, still, one of the church boys came and said thank you very much sir but please i would like to come and talk to my parents so that they can hear what you said because they have a way of you know, frustrating or personal you know he was just able to show us how um there's a need for us to talk. To, I've, I've gone to churches to, to talk to parents about you know, mental health um, as well. We won't travel down to Abeokuta to do this, right? But just like I said, you know, it's just, I can't even, thinking about like how all of these things, just being God's grace. But in the midst of all of this, um, there's there's more work. There's more, there's more work to be done. But I don't want to be ungrateful to what we've been able to do so far. So that's why I was, I, I, because of the way I'm moving, I've not been able to look back to see the work because it's like, there's just this push to want to do more. I know, but, you know, like having this interview with you, it's like, wow, like we've actually done this, you know, it would be like looking at the tour, the locations we've gone to, um, to help people. So yeah, um, I'm also hoping that someone is listening to this, wherever you find yourself, you can also do something. Um, you don't need to be a therapist or psychologist to make movements in your location, wherever you are. You can also support organizations that are doing genuine work as well. Uh, as just do your research, I'm sure that they're doing genuine work. So, yeah. Yeah, yeah I completely agree with that. And um, talking about the situation of going out, talking to like religious organizations or students, like you rightly pointed out. Um, you know, yeah. we that we are on, like, we're constantly online and we've taken time to educate ourselves a little bit to understand what depression is, what anxiety is, and the rest of it. Well, I'm thinking about, like, why I think the um, on-ground work that you're doing is very, very important. I'm growing up, I, I remember a situation whereby it's like, when somebody's feeling sad or when somebody's just to themselves or whatever the situation is, we have this thing where like, oh, you, you, you think too much. What's your problem? Like, you always think too much. Now I can almost realized that maybe that person was having a depressive uh, depression episode or something you know there's this yeah. that, that we have certain friends when we we're growing up that they were always anxious like let's they like it's almost like they're scared and every time we're always like why you are so scared what's your problem we didn't understand that they were actually terms like clinical terms for these things that were actually happening around us so going out into um into the field going out into these communities that you're talking about these underserved communities and truly educating them about what's truly going on with them that they may not have the right words for truly understand is actually very 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 important um, we can do all the work within ourselves but um spreading it out and because it's all we'll talk about mental health and and how to carry nigeria along everybody has to be involved like everybody we can't just say it's for the people who can afford it or people who are online or whatever the situation that's why i'm truly truly fascinated and truly truly um um i, I wouldn't say impressed i'm truly truly how would i put this excited about what you guys are doing and is 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 highly to be commended seriously so um i would like to ask you a question about um what has been some of the challenges that you guys have actually um faced um and are still facing right now I mean, uh, um, one major challenge is also sometimes with the communities. Um, you know, you have area boys that think, okay, maybe it's the government that sent you. Um, you know, wanting to task you sometimes. You also have challenges with, you know, manpower. You know, we deal with volunteers. And, you know, the thing about volunteering for a mental health organization is it's not enough to say, do oh, I want to volunteer? You know, we like to have training. You know, right now, I'm already getting ready for a sad store. There are meetings that happen every week. 
right? So you need to join these meetings. There are trainings that are happening. And so if you don't join this training, right, she won't be able to help these people. So most times, volunteers are not sincere um, in terms of why they want to volunteer. They also have issues with finances. For example, now, we need about 1.3 million to make this happen um, for this particular one. You're trying to get money, trying to get partners. Um, also trying to convince other mental health organizations to also see why they should support and be part of this, right? So that they don't just focus on the online community, but the community here. Um, guys, you know, so take, for example, elections that are coming. Everyone is talking online about area boys. How many area boys get with that account or Instagram account to listen to what you're saying? That's you know, true. But imagine you go out and you know, talk to them, explain stuff to them, come down to their level. Don't form you are bigger than them. Because they are the ones that are going on. Think about it. I'm sure you know, a lot of people have issues with bus conductors where they will talk to you for those that enter buses, you know, and because of their background, how they talk, you know, what they are used to. So I can be salty and to you is laughing, say, papa, yeah, you know, there's way people already even talk because of where they are coming from, their backgrounds, the way they think, why they think the way they do. But if we go them, show them, that, oh, there's another life, right? You know, when we first started, there was a girl that said, she, she wants to leave this community. But this is where she has known, hmm. right? So she's there smoking because of the community she's in. Everyone is smoking in there and doing our ad drums. That's what she has known, right? There was a community member who went to, uh, what's it called, Marco Kondad on water. And, you know, when, when they say, let's take you out here, what would you like? The guy said, ah, just, he doesn't want to leave you. Just give him 1000 He wants to buy smoke, sit down, and enjoy himself. Okay, because that is what their mind has so, so they don't even know better when you talk about about better. That's why sometimes you remove some people after a while, you go back to that normal state um, as well because of interactions with people. So yeah, um, so are just some of the challenges. Um, you know, community members can be difficult. Um, finances, also manpower, um, and yeah, collaborations uh, as well. So these are some of the challenges that we had and we still have. But one way or the other, we always find a way to still push people um, regardless. Yeah, you're you're completely right. It's just the dynamics of the country and what um people have come to be um comfortable with, what they've known all their life. Um, you know, um I once had a conversation on this podcast with Anu. Um she's a she's a therapist, she she runs this platform, Us Therapy, and she talks about this situation that one of the most painful thing or one of us one of the most challenging thing is when um people come for sessions, maybe people who have a invested in themselves or people who um they've invested you know people who she just speaks to and in the back of her mind she's doing everything to help this to help this person but she knows that this person is still going to return to the same environment return to the same um um situation and circumstances that had actually led to the problem originally and that's one of the most painful thing like they will go back to situations that is just not um healthy well it's 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 sad, but we just keep pushing. We'll not be discouraged by things like that. I will just keep doing what we can do. Um, yeah. you you said something just now about uh, maybe people volunteering for the wrong reasons. Um, can you expand yeah. on that a little bit? Okay, yeah. So most times, you know, most most people, what I've observed is that most people are interested in volunteering mental because it seems like it's a cool thing to do, hmm. right? So it's like oh, everybody's talking about mental. Let's just join on the bandwagon. And all of those things you have those that are also coming in just for maybe certificates or reference letters which i don't think is a bad thing right um but you know thinking about maybe we should make a post to like educate people more that mm-hmm. you know every organization has their model of operation just like you said now that we have this structure and all of those things. and the reason why we have this is because of what we observed over time right so most people are not willing to stay the long term not everyone can start a foundation. Not everyone has the energy to do this. Some people just want to support for a while because people are going through phases in life. You know? mm-hmm. I've up to so many volunteers in the last 10 years, you know, and some people did not stop volunteering because of who um, there were issues. Just life just happened. Responsibilities are able to shift and all of those things. So those are just some of the issues like genuineness. Um, people not willing to support. If you have an example, like I said, we have meetings. If you don't join meetings, um, to learn more about what's going on and things change. How will you know what to do? Do you get what I'm saying? And also being able to support um, as well, you know, sharing flyers. Those are, you know, all those little things that I just feel like, why waste your time in the first place? But as well, just have not volunteered um, for the for the project. So, yeah. yeah. 
Yeah. Um, I would encourage you to make that post. Is is as much as we would want to make awareness, we should also not forget to also um, you know take care of the community and set them straight and make sure that there's continuous yeah. reminder about why we're doing what we do. I think that's very very important. Um, I think you're the perfect person to ask this question. You talk about um like you just talked about right now, like um, there are people who volunteered 10 years ago or five years ago. So I'd like to ask this question. Um, how has the conversation around mental health changed or progressed in the past five to 10 years that you've been involved in it? Um, so I'm, I'm happy right now because, I mean, they just passed the Mental Health Act in Nigeria and um, I'm part of a group called the Nigeria Mental Health. So we're part of the, um, I was part of the group that made plans for the match that happened in Abuja with some months after, weeks after um, the act was passed. Um, so, I mean, the act being passed is a, something that is progressive. Um, I think I see some mental health organizations trying to replicate some of the systems of what we are doing, such as they are having physical support processions. Um, people are now more interested in conversations around mental health. There's um, there's an enlightenment, enlightenment um, in online space, online community, people are having these conversations. There's still a lot of misconceptions, right? But um, people are talking about it, right? There's there's a move. There's a move. So over time, things will be better. Um, I just think that there needs to be more partnership between mental health organizations. It's just something about coming together. So I think that's just where me I personally have an issue with, like, mm-hmm. let's work together. It's, you know, there's something I learned, like, with the broom, I'm not supporting, I'm not saying supporting political party, but you know, with a broomstick, just one stick, you can break it. Mm-hmm. But with the old broom, it's difficult to break it, right? And that's just the power of teamwork. Like I said, and I'm talking, I'm yeah, I'm the father, but I don't, I'm not the one doing all of the work. I can't do everything myself. I need people, you need people to execute projects. You you can't do things without people. You need people to support. There are people that might not be involved in the day-to-day activities, just support with finances, but you need people that can make things work and it has to be an end game like why are we doing what we are doing it's good yeah i completely agree with that totally complete. because <laughs> talking about having people work together i was i'll be very honest right i was very very surprised at the level and the quickness at which you responded to me when I reached out to you, like, oh, let's let's come, let's jump on and have a conversation. You were so excited, you were so welcoming, and yeah. I must say that's not something I get a lot. A lot of people, <laughs> a lot of people would ignore. A lot of people would talk about, oh, it doesn't fit into their schedule, which I understand. I'm not judging or anything. A lot of people would just yeah. cry out, say no, and I was, I, I was, I started to ask myself, like, um, is this a competition? Because I was almost confused. Like some people, you would actually get that kind of energy from them. And I'm like, okay, fair enough. I'll just keep, you know, reaching out because the only thing I'm just interested in is just having practical conversations that could maybe yeah. move the needle a little bit. That's just all. That's I'm not a professional. Um, so I can't offer professional help in that sense. Okay, what can I do since I'm moved to actually do something? Okay, what about, um, you know, having a, 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 a podcast where you can have an honest, practical conversations about mental health, life struggles, challenges, you know, we can tackle some of these misconceptions and break the discriminations and the rest of it. And and I was just like surprised sometimes is like the response you get from people and the energy. So yeah, I, I, that, I, would, say, I would say thank you once more for like the, the way you, you <laughs> or the way you were like, allow, allow me. Allow me to say something to you and say something to someone, one or two people that are listening to this that also want to start. Mm-hmm. So that was how it was when I was starting. I reached out to a couple of people. Some of them are not even following our page now, but I'm just like, okay. And um, the truth is that you can't give up. So one of the reasons why I, I also, you, you know, I, I checked out some of the things you had done and, you know, you spoke aside during the last time. Yeah. And I could sense that this was coming from a personal experience, you know. It's just something, one thing I've seen is that when you see people push the way we do, it's either from a personal experience or something we've seen. It's not ordinary. Not everybody can get it. And so I connect with that. Do you get what I'm saying? I know what it's like, you know. When, as I said, sometimes, you know, when I first started, I reach out people, they'll tell you, no, you 
but I just feel like I'm just led to just push. Do you get what I'm saying? So I'm encouraging that please don't give up. I'm not telling you, you might not reach out to some people after this. You still don't get those. Yeah. But you would definitely get people that genuinely want to help. Um, but one thing I'll just say is that check the motive of these people. Most times people are right good at writing stuff, but they are not genuine about what it is that they are doing. But when you find people that are genuine and, you know, I just like your approach, you know, you reach out, you know, you, from that conversation, you've done your homework, even shows that, like, you've done your work about this person. And so once you use that style, like, what person feels like, oh, um, you know, thank you very much. Because this space is not a space of, I mean, so, for example, most of the therapists that I work with, that are even willing to give for therapy. You've said to me, oh, Dari, thank you so much. Because of your platform, people reach out and like, oh, I saw this, I saw that. So it's about when people in the right direction and, you know, most times people don't understand. Even Assad, it's not about me. Mm-hmm. It's about the people that need help. Exactly. Right? This this podcast is not even about you. It's about people that need to listen to this and be encouraged. Do you know what I'm saying? So I'm also using this as an opportunity to encourage someone. Start on your WhatsApp status. Encourage someone. You know, on my phone, I send BCs almost every day. Yeah. I've been consistent this year. Encouraging people in the morning. Um, you know, if you, have, if you feel led to check in on someone, check in on someone. But the truth is that people are going through stuff. Mm-hmm. You know, just a random call, someone just checking in on you, send a voice note. Just just be nice to people, to be honest, right? And um, it's not easy starting something. I, I know what it is, like, you know, discouragement, no support. Um, so I just want to say, let's, let's push. Right? Let's push. Keep listening to podcasts. Find, just know your why. Like, why are you doing this? Right, why are you doing this and just keep pushing? Yeah, thank you very much. I truly appreciate that. And that that's why I'm I'm not discouraged because um when our original when we original it's not just me, like you said, there are people behind this whole initiative that are putting in the work to make sure that um here speaking to you right now, like it's a teamwork. Um when we first started, I've reached out I reached out to Kathy, the dancer, right? And she responded. She was very excited and she came on. So it's not like I've not had people, like I've had Ekpe Udo. He was dr- originally drafted by the Golden State Warriors with the sixth overall pick. He was a lottery pick. He's n- he actually came on. I've had Akiola, who's like a um, NFL retired player who played for the Dallas Cowboys, the Dolphins, and the rest of So like, and people also, like people respond, people come on, people, we have conversations. That's why it's like, it's not tailored to a specific type of like conversation, right? It's just, let's just have a practical conversation that might be useful to anybody. So that's why that's giving up parts. But thank you very much for that. But that's not, um, I, would, I, would, I don't mind even having a random conversation or having a conversation rather with just an everyday person just to hear what their experience is and just, you know, get to talk to them and, and the rest of it. But um, thank you very much. I truly, truly um, appreciate that. So given the fact that you said in the past five to 10 years, you've seen um, improvements and people are more open and there are other platforms and initiatives that are popping up and doing the, the good work. So how do you, or what are you hoping for in the next five to 10 years? Um, I mean, so, I mean, one of our goals is that by 2030, depression, suicidal rates would have dropped by 50%. Wow. Um, so there are still amazing innovation because we need we need more senators, governors, presidents that are mental health advocates. Uh, we need them to be able to like you know fight for the rights of the people. Uh, we need more conversations, movies, you know, talking about mental health. Uh, we need the church to talk about mental health. We need mental health courses in secondary schools. Um, so I see all of those happening. Once um, you know, we also need finances, right? Someone needs to put money in the mental health space. Uh, it needs to be collaboration. The moment you have uh, senators, governors, lawmakers, presidents entering into office that are mental health advocates, the moment we start having mental health organizations partnering together, you start having, uh, what's it called, all these um, health insurance partnering together to support courses, uh, you start having mental health syllabus in secondary schools, primary schools. That's the beginning of that shift, Jiget. And then you have churches talking about mental health. Let people know that. See, every time you have a mental health issue, it doesn't mean demons are possessing you. Do you get? I'm not I'm not just claiming that they are not demons, they are not evil spirits. But yeah. 
people have mental health issues that they just need a therapist to talk to, right? Do you get it? I'm not saying you can't pray these things away, but it's good to build that community where people can have conversations, no judgment, right? And I think another improvement that I see happening once there's that support is having, you know, physical support groups. And you know the way you have all those AA meetings, you just come in. Mm-hmm. But being able to have that in so many places that people can come as well as they have support, no judgment, right? People can see people's progress because a normal basic human being is naturally selfish. Do you get And I understand they are, they are evil people, they are dangerous people. So you want to also be able to ensure that they have mechanisms and systems to protect people. I don't want just one people coming in and then doing things anyhow, being creepy, a lot of those things. So since the right system are set up can be done in that space. I see that happening as well in the next five to 10 years um, in that space. So yeah. Yeah. You're talking about building recovery foundations, like recovery centers. Yeah. Hopefully, and I don't I don't think we'll have one yet. Um, hopefully, I think I'm I'm praying for that also to to happen because um support groups is one of the many uh, but one of the very, very effective ways that people can actually um recover, move forward and make change positive changes in their lives. Because one of the things I actually noticed is understanding or realizing you're not alone is a very, very important step towards recovery. Sure. So people need to see and see for themselves that they are not alone and that other people are actually going through the same thing. And you you did something of that nature by going to the prison, right? Because I saw a post yeah. where you talked about um, 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 going to the, the, the prison and talking to over 200 inmates. Can you talk about yeah. what that experience was like and why? How, I would like by it. Yeah, it was, it was really emotional, right? So... In executive open initiative, which is the parent organization, we already started going to the prison since 2017. Um, I'm still going to prison because of Lamborghini. Lamborghini is my friend. Uh, the link I love, I think, is really it's really popular on TikTok and Instagram, yeah. and Facebook, and the I rest. Met, yeah, I met him 2016 during the charity since 2016. So he spoke to me about his work in the prison, and I was really amazed and you know, was able to go there. And you know, when we went there, we went there. I mean. Well, we went there two years ago and then last year, we decided to start having the mental conversation with them because these are these are men and women. So there's a female prison, the male prison. You know, they are locked up in a place. They don't have access to go out freely. Doesn't mean they can't move where they are. They can enjoy some of things that I can enjoy. You have a choice now to choose whatever you want to eat, what you want to do, who you want to speak to at any time. And um we we well I was happy that we were able to teach them techniques on how not to lose their mind in that place, right? For them to be hopeful. But also able to preach the gospel to them. But also they were they were very receptive to seeing how their subconscious can transport them to places, right? So we did a couple of techniques, how they could tap into their subconscious mind and um also learn more about mental health, the need for support. I think we also encourage them to have support groups in that place um, as well. And when we listen to some of their, their cases as well, one of the, some of the reasons why they were in prison, uh, some of the things that they had to do with, you know, people confess that they had committed the crime, they were the wrong place at the wrong time, and all of those things. So, yeah, it was really it was really emotional. It was good. And I also want to use this as an opportunity to ask people to please um, support us in that area so we can keep doing that work. And one of the things we want to do is also to get some of them out um, as well. So yeah, yeah, I truly commend you for doing that, and yeah, I hope people are listening and people are willing to help support in that aspect because it's very, very out of sight, is out of mind. It's very, very easy yeah. to just forget that there are people um, locked up in a particular place. Some deserving of it, some maybe not. We don't know, but still, everybody deserves a chance and a shot towards re- um, redemption. And I truly, truly believe that. Um, it's com- someone can almost um, not. You can directly make the argument that um, when you talk about inmates, if you want to talk about the direct opposite, you talk about the people who put them there, like uh, law officers, like the police. And going through your social media page and seeing on one post that you actually went to um, to the prison to see the inmates and to help them, you know, you took supplies there, even medications, actually, yeah. and things like that. And seeing on other posts of you going to the police station this time for the police officers themselves to actually, you know, offer them things and, you know, speak to them and have that relationship with them. 
Like that was truly, truly amazing. Like you know, you are scrolling, right? <laughs> and you see, <laughs> you see this one, and the next post, you are seeing something like, "Wait, how? Oh, this person is truly intentional about what they are doing, right? They are just they are bridging both worlds, understanding that there are two sides to each stories, and even um, even if we have terrible relationships with the with the police, right? We have to actually understand that." If the police does not exist in our society, then we have anarchy. Yeah, there are a strong deter yeah there is strong deterrence towards because some anybody can step up and pick up your phone or do anything. And some of the reasons why they don't do that because they know there's punishments for that. So as much as we want to, you know, um, call out officers who are actually um, in the wrong and which we should do which I'm very, very glad a lot of Nigerians are speaking up. I'm glad the fact that people can record their encounter, negative encounter, and such police officers in most cases these days are being disciplined. Um, but I want you to actually talk about why and how that came about and why you decided to do that with your team. Yeah, I mean, so just like you said, right, the truth is I have friends that their parents are police that I know they are not bad people. Um, I mean, it's easy for social media to say, oh, all police are bad. Now, I'm not just saying they are not negative ones. Just like you said, they are, they are good people. I'm sure if you saw the videos, they were really happy. Just imagine you are working to protect people and then they hate you because of some things that people do. I mean, there are people that steal money and commit crime just by their by signing. Mm -hmm. They are not in prison, mm -hmm. right? So, you know, even, even the crimes, they have names, you know, stealing, say siphoning. When someone says siphoning, you know, big money. But still, it's small. Sure, you get even from the crime itself. You can hear that it is a press, basically, uh, right? But just to let you know that, not everyone is bad, right? And um, I'm really happy that we did that, right? Just to show them love, care, and even from this conversation, maybe we might do it again, right? You know, just to you know, and what we did was we went to different eight police station. I mean, we planned for twelve. I think we we're able to do eight different locations. And I ten, yeah, there was ten locations. We did it. Because I would like to, there was a police station that they didn't, they didn't want to receive our gifts. They didn't want to receive our gifts. Oh, wow. Uh, Why? Yeah. So they just felt like they couldn't believe, you know, that feeling that I just not even that this is like, come on, come on, show us love and all of those things. Basically. So, and you know, that was what has happened. And you, you, to be honest, like, it's just natural. Like, not everyone has that um, Christian spirit or heart where, you know, you are trying to love someone or protect someone, but that person hates you or you know speaks ill against you, um, basically. So I'm also just using this just to encourage people. Maybe a police officer is watching this. Your mom is a police officer. You can even show them this link to come and watch. And I just want to say thank you to those in the forces that are trying. I know it might be discouraging, especially with the pay and all of those things. And we also know that not everyone is bad, right? Even in life, we have good people. We have bad people. Not everyone is not everyone is good. Not everyone is bad. So yeah, this is train love. Yeah, and if if we are to be honest, even the most noblest of professions in the society today, we still have people who do terrible things under the guise of that profession. We have people who are doctors and are terrible, and they've caused yeah. more harm than good in people's lives. We have people who are lawyers and they are also terrible and caused more harm. Um, you know, um, one of the one of the conversations, the the conversation I've had the most backlash from, on this platform is the conversation I had with um, Benjamin Hyundai, the Lagos State um, Police Chief Spokesperson. Um, I had a conversation with him where I tied to the middle ground. You know, we're talking about um, some of the like the problems and the confront the the bad experiences that Nigerians encounters that Nigerians have with the police force. And I'm trying to see things from his perspective, you know, have him tell me. And it was almost like people were like, oh, you're just creating a scene for him to like, you know, spread their propaganda to say this, whatever. Oh, yeah, you weren't asking him so much tough questions and you were just letting them off the hook and whatever. I'm like, see, I'm not here to call anybody out. I'm just trying to have a practical conversation. You know, I'm not making excuses for anybody, but it's okay for us as a society to actually have conversations and see things from both sides. Um, it's very, very easy to sit in your own world and be in your own bubble and only see things from your perspective and condemn the world. It's very, very easy. But then again, um, what if your father or your brother was a police person and you know that they are not um, the same as the officer who harasses people or who like, you know, does unspeakable things with that same um, um, profession? 
So that's why that's why the conversation was like middle ground. Let's have a conversation and let's see how we can all move forward as a society. I'm very, very excited the fact that Nigerians um have some 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 level of confidence that if they can record a negative encounter with police officers and and put it online that they can see that they can get some form of justice that was never the case before so whether we like it or not we are progressing and moving forward as a, as a community as a society right because um there's there's some level of accountability even if it's not a hundred percent and it, it's not perfect anyway and i'm very very happy that we are that, and surprisingly enough we are working with the police to actually create a better society for ourselves um, it's not just going to get better overnight. And I know the, like, if we keep at it, um, we're going to get there slowly but surely. And But it's okay for us to acknowledge the fact that we're actually getting somewhere. And I'll say that any time on any day. Yeah. So um, one of the things I often hear you talk about is men's mental health. You talk about sometimes um, um, how men's how even some men going through um a depressive episode can exhibit it in form of aggression and when they don't even know what's going on with them and the rest of it and you're always very passionate about men's mental health can you talk about that for a moment yes i mean um growing up and i'm sure you can relate to it uh, the world just expects that men are supposed to do certain things it's like on written law i don't know where it is written Right, you know, growing up to the old men don't cry, you can't show emotion. Um, once once you begin to talk or you seem like you are expressing yourself, there's no equal man mansplaining. How do you say that thing? When a man is talking so much, you're expressing yourself, you know, say this guy's an emotional guy, you know, like the society seems like, oh, as a man, you cannot be weak, you're supposed to provide, you have to be on top. And so many people have even committed suicide, many men, as a result of not being able to live up to this expectation. Right, so there's a need for the society, including men, because men sometimes castigate other men that show weaknesses. And so we need more men to be um, sensible, more men to be emotionally intelligent to other men. We need women to pay attention to their men to create an enabling environment for them to be able to like express and not being judged or words that they see in that moment of weakness used against them. You get what I'm saying? So imagine someone expressing themselves all of a sudden use what they say against you or they use it to insult you you know so it's about creating an enabling environment right and that's why most times uh it's easy for guys to connect with opposite sex that allows them to be able to express themselves you know, once a guy that you find someone that can listen to you talk to you it's easy to catch feelings sharp sharp right and, <laughs> you know just wanting to be in that environment someone that gets you and a lot of men need that right now, right? Especially since COVID, a lot of people lost their jobs. People cannot provide. People died. People are dying. A lot of men, right? Um, people die normally, right? Men, women. But I'm just saying, you know, but the truth is that it's the world we live in, so, um, a man is seen as the provider. is the head of the home. But nobody understands the responsibility, the burdens or things he has to go through. And um, the environment is not really supportive of men. So that's why... I'm a very big, big advocate for men's mental health, creating that enabling environment for men to be able to talk, express themselves, and and more. Yeah, yeah, I, I completely agree with that. Um, we more men need to actually speak up. And talking about the situation where you said um, it's almost like more men are becoming closer or friends with the with the opposite sex because they can express themselves and allow themselves to be vulnerable. I also hear the same arguments from women. Uh, most of my friends I, who I know who are women say um, their best friends are males. Like it's, 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 it's surprising when you hear these things because they feel they can also express themselves to an opposite sex. Well, yeah. it's, it's, it's something. It's a dynamic relationship. Um, but yeah, um, we can't all understate what you said. Um, as a man myself, I know there's this um, unspoken or unsaid rule, like you said, uh, you can't afford to be too um, assertive because you're seen as aggressive. You cannot, they can't afford to be expressive because you're seen as weak. And there's a situation whereby um, society expects you to, um, you know, make money, have money, because you don't get respect without that, you know, have this accomplishment, have that. And I'm not just saying, like, life is harder for men than the opposite sex. I'm just recognizing that fact as a man. I can speak from my own experience. I never been yeah. to... 
um, women or I never mock at it or give the side eye when women talk about their experience and what they go through and how the world and society expects them to be fragile, not assertive, you know, not, um, yeah. they, they shouldn't chase goals or they shouldn't be, um, how would I, how would you, um, how, how would you put, they shouldn't be, what's the word for this? They shouldn't be ambitious, right? Yeah. And all of these things. So like, it's it, it, it's healthy for us to have conversations like this because we can create a scene and a situation where friends can say, oh, okay, um, I heard this. Is it like this for you or is it like that for you? And people can just open up and keep having these conversations even in their own little corners and we can keep progressing. Um, it's very, very important to hear from each other. And uh, men, women, we are all in this together. The the enemy is the... is We have one common enemy. And we and that enemy is not the is not the opposite sex. It's actually whatever thing that's in front of us, and we need to come together and actually face that and see how far we can actually push it and win. So yeah, moving on. Um, you always talk about this thing about um, nothing would change um, except people do something about it, and you were actually referring to volunteers and how important it is for people to actually volunteer to you know organizations that are actually putting in the work and doing just causes. So. Um, how about people who are listening to these conversations right now who feel the need or they've been inspired one way or the other about what you're doing and they say, okay, maybe um, I can actually help support in any way I can. So how can people actually volunteer to your organizations to actually help move the cause forward? Okay, I mean, so just check our social media pages, um, Instagram, Twitter, just Google um, Assads and Suicide and Depression Squad or Executives of Initiative, whichever one. Uh, we're currently recruiting at the moment. We recruit every quarter. So we're about to recruit for the second quarter that's coming. So you can sign up. But I mean, as much as I want everybody to sign up, I think I just want everyone to be genuine. Like, why do you want to volunteer? Um, do you understand what it takes? Um, also, you can just volunteer by donating to the organization's account, which are literally on our social media pages. That's one way you can support. And if you can connect us with partners, um, send us an email at suicide and depression squad at gmail.com or executive initiative at gmail.com or pray for us. I think we I think I, I think I prefer prayer. People will say now nah, I've seen what God has I've seen what prayer has done. So you could pray for us. Just pray for us every day. Pray for me, pray for the leadership. As I don't do this alone. Um, we have so many volunteers across the organization. We have about at the moment that are working um you know so we've so many things are happening here so just pray for us support financially you can commit a certain amount every month even if it's one key um it's really going a long way um so that we can keep doing what we are doing keep helping people and if you really want to volunteer i mean we need graphic designers could pay a lot of money for graphics yeah photographers videographers um yeah, projects managers, so we can have projects. But most importantly, make sure your, your vision or whatever you are doing aligns with what we're trying to do. Um, well, Asad, are you do you understand the issues with mental health? Do you know why we are doing what we're doing, our activities? And, all, and it's, it's not really difficult. I mean, we already have a calendar for the year. We have a calendar for our meetings. Like, we have our structure. It's just, I mean... There are sacrifices that have to be made, right? So volunteers give two hours every day from Monday to Friday. So that's 10 hours a week. Can you commit to doing that? You know, um, some give more, um, some give less, depending on the department that you join. Um, but once you fill the form, you will sort of have an idea that well, there's work to be done or hand on. Mm -hmm. So yeah, so it just depends on the person. You can support financially, volunteer, whatever works for you, free. Yeah, um, I, I love the fact that you not only talk about financial support or people volunteering, but also talking about how people can use their skills yeah. and their um their passion to actually support what you got going. I actually think that's very, very important because um there are a lot of people who actually um feel the need and the urge to help, to do something, but they don't know how to go about it. True. And it's very, very important for us to point out the fact that um, the World Health Organization, for example, it was somebody that designed that logo, right? It's somebody that updates the site. It's somebody that keeps the servers running. There's a, there are photography teams who, uh, photographer teams who go along with these people and document what they are doing and yeah. their impacts in the world. So that's very, very, very important. So um, even if you can't dedicate your time um, two hours a day, like he mentioned, even if 
you feel you don't have the financial assistance or you're actually going through a hard time by yourself, you can still support in various ways. Right. And that's very, very important for us to point out to people because people actually need to know that. Um, so like he said, you can go to their websites and their social media pages. I'm going to actually link those pages and the websites to this episode. So it'll be easy for people to actually um, find and people to just a click away instead of just in case you don't remember or just be yeah. just in case our accent is too strong for you. I am not hearing what we are saying so yeah that's very very important but then again um, I also like to ask um, for people who actually need the help and they just say oh I'm going through a hard time I also need the help how can they actually find these platforms where you have these free resources these free useful resources and people who are willing to help them how can they actually join those communities All right. so um we have a Telegram community. I'm hoping you can drop the link um, so anyone can join the Telegram community. So more information will be posted there as well. Also, we have events from time to time. They can always follow us on our social media pages. Uh, most of this information are on our social media pages in terms of how they can uh, get help or join the community. So use the free resources as well. Yeah, wonderful. So, um, speaking about events, I, I believe you guys have something coming up um, this month, right? Yes, yes, yes. Yeah, do you mind maybe talking about it a little bit? Okay, so, yeah, so we have a free mental training that is happening on the 12th of this month. Um, by the way, my bed is matched. It. Well, yeah, just aside, yeah. We also have um, the physical support group that is talking about father-child relationship. A lot of people are suffering and dealing with daddy issues, whether a man or a female. We're trying to address those issues. Um, it's an intimate session. Everyone signs a non-disclosure agreement. It's two five. It's going to be happening in Yaba, uh, and um, a therapist will be handling the session. And then we also have conversation and chill on that same day. So it's two events that happen on that day based on logistics, right? So the other event is called conversation and chill. Will be happening at Keja seven k. It's going to cover feeding, photography, and then the therapy session that will be happening there at um, for those that sign up. So yeah, that's just it for this month. Yeah. Yeah. And that's coming up on the twenty fifth, right? Yeah, twenty fifth of March. And you talk about the fact that your support group um event comes up every third week of the month, right? Yeah. Yeah, that's very, very important for people to actually know. Um yeah, I'm yeah. really glad about that. So um rounding up, what would you like to like leave our listeners with as we round up this conversation? Um, I just want to leave the listeners with this statement that far you have the capacity to help someone or make life easy for someone please do it right don't underestimate or feel like oh, what i'm doing i'm not making impacts you don't need all the billions to do yes if you have it fine please do that but one compassionate hack at a time talking to someone talking to someone but most importantly please take care of your mental like it's very important to take care of your mental don't just say it's like oh is it but take up your take care of your mental health. Relax, watch movies, rest, sleep. Make sure you think clearly, right? Because once you're in that that dark space, you really can't do stuff. Also, please speak out. Speak out. The organizations out there, speak out. In case you are listening to this and you're depressed or suicidal, please reach out. Um, you know, fill the form, make sure you are good. Fight, like shout before you give up. Try, try again. Maybe people are disappointed. You just fight, and um, I'm sure you'll be better and you testify. I want to say online that yes, from now, oh, I listened to this PS Arena podcast where one guy spoke, and after listening to it, I joined the platform and I feel better. So, yeah, let's look forward to those conversations five years from now that things are better because you listen to this episode. So, yeah, 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 I, I really, really agree with that. I say a big amen to that. Um, yeah, and that's, and also I would like to say, um, as much as, um, he has talked about people should speak out and people should not give up, even if, um, they've tried before they should try again. I would also like to encourage every one of us listening that we can also, um, be supports or be a supporting pillar for other people. And we, the little we can do, we can create safe spaces in our friendship, in our families, and we can all make the world a better place one step at a time. And with that, I would like to leave us with a quote from our guest today, um, which simply says, um, there's no competition for making the world a better place. We need everyone's hands, minds, skills on deck 
And um, yeah, I think that's about it. Thank you very much, Diary, for taking the time to have this conversation with me. I tr yeah. truly appreciate it a lot. And I'm very, very sure we'll do this again in the future. Yes, I can't yeah. wait. Now, anytime, anytime. Yeah. A part of your street. I'm always here. Like, thank you. Yeah, thank you very much. And I'm looking forward to this weekend's match. Let's see how Liverpool performs. Abby? Yeah. <laughs> take care, bro. Yeah, I take care. Thank you very much for listening to this conversation. To support this podcast, please like, share, leave a comment or a review and follow us on Instagram and Twitter at Piers underscore Arena. Thank you once more.